Hello, welcome to the Little Lessons Podcast. I'm your host, Megan Mitchell. I can't believe we're almost to the end of our Holy Week um, experience. Uh, This has been really amazing for me to go through each day of the final week of the mortal life and ministry of our Savior Jesus Christ. I have learned so much, and I hope you have too. Today, my thoughts come directly from the book, Considering the Cross, How Calvary Connects Us with Christ by John Hilton III. And I'm just going to read his words because he says it all so much better than me. As the crowds dispersed, a question remained. What would happen to the Savior's body? Joseph of Arimathea, described as a rich man and a good and righteous man, was a disciple of Jesus, though a secret one because of his fear of the Jews. Although a member of the Jewish council, he had not agreed with the action taken by the Jewish authorities in condemning Christ. Now, Joseph went boldly to Pilate and asked for the body of Jesus. Think of the bravery it took for Joseph to show loyalty to Jesus at his death, especially when his colleagues had condemned Christ to his fate. With Christ gone, it would have been easy for Joseph to retreat from following him, but he didn't. In addition to being fearless, Joseph worked quickly and effectively. With the sun setting soon, running to Pilate's residence, gathering necessary supplies, running to and removing Christ's body from the cross, and burying the Savior would have taken a significant amount of time and coordination. Pilate, surprised that Christ had died so soon, received verification of his death from the supervising centurion, and then granted Joseph's request to take custody of Christ's body. Joseph proceeded to take down a lifeless body of Christ from the cross and carefully wrapped it in linen cloth. Although little is recorded about Joseph removing Christ's body from the cross, it must have been a very tender moment. What would you or I have seen had we been present? What would we have felt? Joining Joseph was Nicodemus, a Pharisee and a leader of the Jews, who had once approached Jesus by night and later defended the Savior in front of the chief priests. Nicodemus now came bringing a mixture of myrrh and aloes weighing about a hundred pounds. The price of these ointments was enormous. Previously, when Mary anointed Jesus with one pound of oil, Judas Iscariot had been indignant about the exorbitant cost. Nicodemus now brings 100 times that amount, truly burial preparations fit for a king. Perhaps in Nicodemus's coming at this moment, we see a fulfillment of the Savior's earlier phrase, quote, I, when I am lifted up from the earth, will draw all people to myself. Christ, having been lifted up on the cross, was already bringing people to him. Joseph owned a rock-hewn tomb where no one had ever been laid in a garden located in the place where Christ was crucified. Together, Joseph and Nicodemus took the body of Jesus and wrapped it with spices in linen cloths, according to the burial custom of the Jews, and then placed him in the tomb and rolled a stone against the door of the tomb to seal it shut. Of course, Joseph and Nicodemus were not alone. The women who had come with Jesus from Galilee, including Mary Magdalene and Mary the mother of Jesus, followed, and they saw the tomb and how his body was laid. Despite what appeared to be the complete collapse of all their hopes, Jesus' followers stayed near the tomb. They could have left town, 
but even though they did not understand what had or would happen, they remained close to where Jesus was. Consider what you do when you're in the position of those early disciples. Max Lucado asks believers, when it's Saturday in your life, how do you react? When you are somewhere between yesterday's tragedy and tomorrow's triumph, what do you do? Do you leave God or do you linger near him? In this critical moment, many of the Savior's followers stayed, setting a powerful example for each of us. Elder Joseph B. Worthland of The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints testified, Each of us will have our own Fridays, those days when the universe itself seems shattered and the shards of our world lie littered about us in pieces. We all will experience those broken times when it seems we can never be put back together again. We will all have our Fridays. But I testify to you in the name of the one who conquered death. Sunday will come. In the darkness of our sorrow, Sunday will come. No matter our desperation, no matter our grief, Sunday will come. In this life or the next, Sunday will come. Although all seemed lost, Sunday was coming soon. The women who stayed nearby, then steeped in sorrow, would return to the tomb on Easter morning and become the first witnesses of the resurrected Savior. Crucifixion was not the end for Jesus. He was already in the spirit world, declaring liberty to the captives who had been faithful. He would soon break the bands of death, bringing to pass the saying, death has been swallowed up in victory. Thank you so much for tuning in to listen to today's episode, and I hope you'll join me tomorrow for our very last episode of this Easter Holy Week um, special journey that we've gone on. It's pretty incredible to think of all of these events that happened in the final week of the mortal life and ministry of our Savior Jesus Christ. I, for one, have learned so much through this experience, through learning about each different day and all of these different events. And most importantly, I have come away from it with a renewed sense of the love that my Savior Jesus Christ has for me and for each of us. Don't forget to follow along on Instagram at the Little Lessons Podcast, where I have posted every day content that is coordinating with these episodes. Um, some really cool videos, really amazing images, um, some incredible audio, and a few fun facts here and there from the research that I've been able to do. Uh, thank you so much, and I will join you tomorrow as we are celebrating Easter morning.